Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, 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 and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, and as always, I am excited for us to have another amazing conversation. When I think about my guest for this evening, we have from the beginning (laughs) had a BFF relationship. I am so grateful to be able to call her my friend. And we have done ministry together. We have spoken on platforms and she has been a source for me to feel safe and to share my heart as well as um, anything that, uh, you know, good girlfriends need to talk about. But she has a openly decided that she will share this space to talk about creating a flip from people pleasing. And I know that there are many of you that that is probably a challenge area that you may also have. And I want to be able to unpack this conversation with you. So Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is an author, a speaker, singer. Michelle Brands has over 25 years of leadership experience in the church, as well as the corporate boardroom. She is a gifted encourager and leader who helps women grow deeper in faith through her speaking, teaching, coaching, and prayer ministry. After a series of life events and hardships, Michelle was counseled to get into and stay in the Word of God. When she did, her eyes were opened and she received a hunger and thirst for God's Word, and she had never experienced that before. Everything she does is focused on moving women from routine religion to finding life-giving faith. She is the founder of Gathered in Grace, Prayer Ministries, and the dynamic Facebook group, Women Gathered. Michelle leads an online ministry taking women of all faiths through the Bible. She has written several Bible studies, including Discover Yourself in the Women of the Bible and co-authored several Bible studies with Christian speaker and coach Deborah Lovett, including Do Not Worry, Biblical Time Management Bootcamp, and On Guard. She's a certified integrative health coach. Yes, Michelle balances her writing and speaking ministry while working as the network director of women's imaging for a large health network in Northeast PA. She is a wife of Rob and a mom to Basil, Martha, Robbie, Ryan, Trevor, and Taylor. (laughs) Michelle loves hiking, biking, spending time outdoors, and she's also a very loving mom to Gunner the Pitbull and Maggie the Miniature Poodle. So I 
welcome to our flip side conversation, my friend, Michelle Brands. Welcome. Well, thank you. And I'm so happy to be here with you on the eve of your birthday. Oh, I know she has been waiting. I have to been tell waiting for all this. Of you, yes. All of you, this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flood the, yes. the sound waves and Facebook and social media with birthday wishes for this amazing, amazing oh, woman. My friend, my friend. Who also has created a safe place for me to be able to share. So yeah. that has been a two-way street and a complete blessing and gift for sure. So, you know, I want to jump into this conversation of people pleasing because we have been talking about um, harmony over hustle mm. all of the month of June. And with that in mind, I think about the hustle that comes with people pleasing. And I believe that there are many who struggle from the guilt that I know you're gonna unpack, as well as just the desire to find approval in such a time where people are questioning their value, their place, their purpose. And so if you can tell us a little bit about describing what your life was like when you were really trapped in that place of people pleasing. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very lonely place. Mm. So you are with people all day long. You're with your family, with your friends, you can be at work. And for me, I didn't ever find this so much in my professional work mm -hmm. as I did in my personal life. Okay. Um, so the people you're closest to mm -hmm. and you just, I started coaching with somebody several years ago when I was really starting to figure this out. It's a while now. And I said, I just want to be authentic. And she looked at me, she goes, you are authentic in everything you do. You have a core value that you live by, you know? And I said, but I didn't feel that way mm -hmm. because you feel when you are stuck in that people pleasing place, you're living somebody else's life. You're not living your own life because I'm going to do whatever is going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And so you're not living your authentic life. Yeah. And it's in the littlest thing and in the biggest things, but it's very lonely. You feel very much alone and you're, you're so in your head mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and you're weighing everything. You're weighing every word, every behavior. Um, I literally think about the, the weight mm -hmm. that would be on someone who their mind is constantly trying to find what is the right response at this moment? W will this be accepted? And how that then has you constantly questioning, did I actually make the right choice? Questioning yourself. And it's everything. It's from what do I want to do? What do, who do I want to be? <laughs> what job do I want to have? To what should I cook for dinner? Well, what do you want? Yes. Where should we go? Let's go out to eat. Well, where do you want to go? And mm -hmm. I used to, I used to say things like, 
I make decisions all day long at work. I don't want to make this decision. So I always had in my back pocket, you know, a very professional response mm-hmm. to hide behind. You know, mm-hmm. there was a there was a veneer that was not cracked at all because mm-hmm. it was very, very thought out. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I make decisions all the time. Why don't you decide? Wow. Wow. And we could be going to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. turtle feet and I'd mm-hmm. be like that sounds great <laughs> yeah I mean like you just you're just not being honest is what it really comes down to it comes down to honesty and trust what role you know my catchphrase and and everyone who anyone who follows me knows my conversation my study my passion around fear and when you are thinking about fear and the the how it holds us hostage what would you say is the greatest element how is fear that constant foundation to this conversation i didn't know it was at all Mm. until I don't remember if someone told me or if I just realized it one day that this was all about the fear of rejection and the fear of not being loved. So if I don't agree with you, it goes back to almost wanting to earn everything, right? That idea of earning love, earning respect, earning your way. And in relationships that are true and honest, Mm -hmm. there's unconditional love there's no earning Mm -hmm. you don't have to earn my affection or my approval Mm -hmm. we can be best friends and i can disagree with you and that's okay it's okay it hasn't happened but it could happen (laughs) but but it's in that freedom of true relationships where you are able to, we are able to disagree. And we were talking about this during my, my uh, pre-birthday lunch, yes. that we're in a season and time where people are more quick to be biting mm-hmm. and to uh, be hurtful. In many respects, I feel out of fear and self-protection, but in that uh, desire to make sure that I don't get left behind or I create a one up or I'm afraid to be vulnerable, that biting happens. But when we're talking about really showing up in our authentic selves, recognizing that we have worth and we have value, that when we're in a relationship where you allow me to speak my truth in love, in honesty, Mm -hmm. with respect, but we don't have to agree and you don't have to get angry with me or make me (laughs) agree with you that we can still have intense conversations to get to a place of understanding as opposed to that veneer of, okay, okay, I'll just agree in order to keep the peace. Well, think about it. When you disagree and you do have that conversation that's when you start you learn you mm-hmm. learn you would learn i would learn and i don't mean you mm-hmm. specifically yes. but you know whoever you're you're having that talk with and you think about people pleasers it's predominantly the people they're closest to it's going to be their family it's personal relationships the friend group and maybe a little bit professionally mm-hmm. but 
you're if you're never getting to that place, you're never ever you're just kind of blindly walking through life. Mm-hmm. There's just no and the flip side to people pleasing, so it's either I'm going to be mm-hmm. a yes girl, yes, 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 sounds good, or I'm going to shut down and retreat. Mm-hmm. There's like no middle ground. Wow. You either completely shut down and go isolate or you just yes, yes your way through it and do whatever the person wants to do. Wow. So as someone who often talks, and I've been a part of your time management boot camps. You have. (laughs) (laughs) How can people pleasing also derail people in their intentional use of time, which then eventually has them getting lost in what their actual purpose is? People pleasing is paralyzing. You 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 are you are standing in place. You're walking in place. There's no forward motion. Wow. There isn't. So you literally almost lose time, lose track of time because you're paralyzed in time. Yes, for what's authentically true to you. Mm-hmm. And the flip side to that is, I might be running 180 miles an hour if it's what you want me to do. If it's to meet your goals, if it's to meet your deadline. Wow. So there's this complete, you know, mm-hmm. dichotomy mm-hmm. that you are faced with. Mm-hmm. And again, looking back mm-hmm. is a great teacher. When you're in the middle of it, you just know you're either exhausted, feeling crazy, feeling lonely, or, you know, pick any of the feelings. Yeah. And, but some, somehow, even in that, that place in which, in which you think this is, is what you're supposed to do, some will normalize it. And as you shared in the title for our episode, recognizing that if we don't do it, then there's some guilt that comes along with that. Yeah, and this guilt is not, okay, so this is a different kind of guilt. Okay, help me. And you probably already picked up on this because you're you, (laughs) but... This isn't the guilt, like, I have done something wrong. I know right from wrong. I have done something in my sin nature. I am feeling that sense of shame or guilt, and then I go confess, Mm -hmm. and I can let it go, Mm -hmm. right? There's always a guilt around that, Mm -hmm. right? That's not what this is. Mm. This is a guilt because I let you down. I feel guilty. If I ever don't do what you've wanted me to do, now I feel guilty about that. Okay. Wow. I'm supposed to, you know, I'll say um, if I want to go visit my mother and something happens and I can't get there that day, that would be a paralyzing guilt. Because like I've a let go you home, down. Because I've let her down. So that's a go home, put your head under the covers and just try again tomorrow. Mm. Right. Wow. It's that kind of a guilt. It's a self-imposed guilt that doesn't have a barometer. It's not that it was a right or a wrong Mm-hmm. Guilt is never good. It's never okay, right? Mm-hmm. It really, it, 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 there's not a, a lot of place for it. But it's not that type of a guilt. This is a self-imposed, it's like a self-imposed exile. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. I let them down. I'm bad. I did something wrong. Okay. 
So this is something that I've, I feel like I want us to be able to pause and pull apart because you know my, my love of trauma-informed approaches and, <laughs> and, and understanding trauma sensitivity. Because when you were talking, I actually felt like I was hearing shame. Mm-hmm. Not just guilt. Yep, there's a bit of that too. And, yep. and when we shift out of a place of guilt where I've done something to I am something, right? it shifts our identity. And when that becomes our normal, we never know how to, as Cheryl Hurley would say, come out of hiding. That's why you need this book. <laughs> She is racing ahead in our notes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, to get to groundbreaking truth of who God has said you are and allowing what he has provided as our roadmap for moving forward, being intentional and fulfilling what his purpose is as opposed to all of these other people. And the other part of that, that when we get mm-hmm. back, we'll talk about is the staying silent because that's where this also is a key, key factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before we take this break, um, we have about three minutes. I would love for you to share when you began to realize that there needed to be a shift, how were what were the behaviors of the people you were trying to please that began to give you the inkling that hmm i might need to pause here for a minute it was really interesting because when you start making your own decisions um there's about one to three percent that walk away mm-hmm. but the majority of people they probably haven't really noticed much of a change in you. Okay. So but, that one, one to 3% benefited from <laughs> the people pleasing. Yeah, maybe it should push up to five or 10%, but you get the, you know, yes. it's really the majority of people who truly do love you mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. They, you know, they're not really seeing a huge cataclysmic shift. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. little shift. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids might say otherwise. They might say, no, mom, big shift, big, big shift. shift. <laughs> <laughs> but the people mm-hmm. who were used to you saying yes all the time, they struggle. They wow. struggle. Wow. This is a, a powerful understanding. Um, as we continue this conversation, I'm curious how people are beginning to think more deeply about what am I saying yes to that's actually leaving me exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of conversations recently, and I think we might have even talked about this during our little pre, pre-lunch, <laughs> where I've had conversations about, specifically with women, about how exhausted they are, that they feel so pulled in so many different directions. And I'm curious where if we begin to pause and think about why am I saying yes 
to this, how that might impact our ability to manage or create a shift in how we manage our time. Yeah. 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 So we are in a powerful conversation with my BFF. We have had the pleasure of being friends for several years now, and she has blessed my soul and it has been um, a journey where she has iron sharpened iron for me. And even so much that she became a part of um, our girlfriend gathering that we had, uh, I think you were a part March. of our second one. Yep. Yes, our one we had in March. Well, guess what? We are getting ready to have our fourth girlfriend gathering, oh July 23rd. And that girlfriend gathering, we are entitling that gathering of refueling your soul. And I, I am excited on being able to come together for our fourth session. Registration will be opening by this weekend. If your soul is feeling depleted, we would love for you to be a part of this coming girlfriend gathering. Stay tuned to my Facebook page, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, and or you can go to at docv18. And we will post the registration for the July 23rd, Refuel Your Soul. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Michelle Brands as she then talks about how is it different now that she's able to recognize the shift she needed to make to get free from people pleasing. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Well... Welcome back. I have been having a conversation with my BFF. And so, you know what, Michelle, we have to tell them why. <laughs> why do I call you my BFF? This because is we are best friends. We are best friends. So, okay, here's what happened. It was five, six years ago. I don't remember I think now. It's, it's been six, seven. Six, seven, seven <laughs> years. So we were at a meeting for yes. a conference, a women's conference, mm-hmm. as she leads, and we were sitting next to each other by chance. Didn't and know each other. Didn't know each other at all. And just through the course of the meeting, I just absolutely fell in love with you. Yes. So I turned to you at the end and I said, this may sound creepy and I don't mean it to be, but can we be best friends? And you said... Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I tell you, you know, when um, God creates those divine moments, when you meet someone and there's just an immediate kinship. And I don't know if you remember uh, this comment that I made, even in that same season, we had just been friends for a short period of time. And this will tell you how um, divine moments are intentional and for us to be able to lean into them. In that same season, I was in a job that absolutely depleted my soul. And I don't know who this is for. I was very gifted in the job. I was one of the people people sought after for me to come and speak. I was very good at the job. I was in charge at the job. But it was time for me to leave the job. And I was not being obedient and what God had told me to do. And I stayed. And this particular day, we were going to, we were all meeting for an event. And in some respects, I I was afraid that what God was asking me to do, I wasn't ready for. And it was easier for me to just stay where it was comfortable. Always is, right? Yes. And I remember I was exhausted that day because people had pulled from my soul all day long. And all I kept saying was, if I can get to this event, Michelle is going to sing and my soul will be refueled. And I remember I just all day long, I will get to be able to hear Michelle sing when I get (laughs) to the event, push through the day. (laughs) And I did. And I sat in that chair and you sang and sang and it just washed over me. And I was like, yes, that's why she's my BFF. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a divine appointment. It was. For sure. It was. Yeah. And wow. I, I remember praying you through that whole season. And 
calling you up one day and I said, I need you to be really careful today. Do you remember that day? And I had a car accident. Yep. You said, I just had a car accident. I said, I didn't get to you soon enough. (laughs) But yeah, I just, we had a very close connection. Yes. Which is why having this kind of a conversation with you is, it's easy to be vulnerable and to admit that, Mm. you know, you don't have it all together. Ooh. Because we really do, ladies, we really do have a lot of it together, but we don't have it all together. And that statement by itself, I think, is something that continues to not only partner with people pleasing, but literally the masks that we continue to hold up. That what if someone finds out that I don't have it all together? And so earning, earning, earning the value. We just said it um, in the break. We were talking and you mentioned about, you know, it's it's thinking that your value is Mm -hmm. in what other people think of you, what you do, how people respond to you. Yeah. You know, and I think as moms, I was thinking about this before we went to break. But when you're a mom, your schedule isn't your own. There is a there's a level of sacrifice mm-hmm. that all mothers we go through and 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 I don't want to misplace that. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Yes, we we all do have to manage other people's priorities at work, at home, as a mother, a parent, a wife. There is a but there should be a balance there. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is a complete imbalance. I'm talking about a fear of Yes. Just being who you are, being honest about it. Mm-hmm. And I am sure there's a lot of people listening that would go, I never in a million years would have thought she was thinking <laughs> that or that was what her Michelle's experience was. Mm-hmm. When you said that, it went straight to my core because I do think about actually a specific conversation I had recently uh, with a passionate mom of three who is absolutely working in her purpose. But when you are not clear about what you should say no to, because you want to make sure that everyone and everything gets done. I'm a part of even that fear of missing out, Mm -hmm. all of those things. Even when, when we recognize that when we are, we do have set priorities and that there are demands on our schedule. It's in those seasons that it's even more important for us to know when to say no and not feel guilty and not tie our value to someone else's approval. Look, I I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am older than you <laughs> she by a few like years. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think for me where I started to, this for me, this shift started to happen when I was about to turn 50. Oh, okay, right. There's like, something about 50. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely a... Time is short feeling when you're coming into your 50s and 60s. -hmm. And for me, you know, what happened with this not saying no, Mm -hmm. you are not living out your purpose. You are Mm -hmm. delaying Mm -hmm. 
being obedient. Mm -hmm. That's the Mm -hmm. only way I can put it. Yeah. And I still struggle with that. As you know, based on our little talk at lunch, (laughs) there are things I know I'm supposed to be doing and I have delayed being obedient to doing those things. Mm -hmm. But there's, that's another, another podcast. That's another podcast. That's one I just need to listen to. I would love to find out how, what do you find different about you on the flip side of realizing you were a people pleaser and now um, God's pleasure is at the core and center of what you do, what you say yes to and what you say no to. What's diff- what do you notice different about yourself in this season? There is a peace. Mm-hmm. There is a confidence mm-hmm. that wasn't there before. Um, there's an ability to speak your truth Mm -hmm. and that's a little overused, but staying silent is, you know, I looked even in Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time to keep silent and a time to speak, you know, um, never, never really, when, when there's something on your heart Mm -hmm. that you're not sharing, Mm -hmm. it is like a 500 pound weight. Yes. There, and um, it was actually my husband, he used to say to me, you only have to say it once. You only mm-hmm. have to say it once. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. You just have to get the words out one time. Anybody can do that. I can yeah. say it once. Yeah. And yeah. you feel the lift. It's like you think about it. Anytime you've been, you, you're ready to have a difficult conversation and then you're dreading it and you're dreading it, you're dreading it. After you have the conversation, well, that wasn't so bad. Right. A hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and there's a huge weight that comes off of it. But I think it really is, it's, it's finding that balance. It's being confident. It's really the flip side for me had a lot to do around trust. You know how we usually pick a word to focus on for the yes. year. I think it was three or four years in a row. My word was trust. Wow. Like I wasn't getting it. And it wasn't trusting you. I trust you. Mm-hmm. It's trusting myself. Mm. It finally sunk in what the Lord was trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. And t- trusting yourself. Can you trace back to where you feel like you lost track of being able to trust yourself? I think people pleasing goes all the way back. Mm. Okay. I really, because I was thinking about it in preparation for today. And it w- wasn't my parent. My parents, my parents were great. I never had anything but positive reinforcement from them. When I did something wrong, I knew about it. They set expectations. I knew what they were. And there was consequences, you know, but nothing that was anything that gave me any kind of devalue, mm-hmm. right? Or um, lessened my confidence. Something happened, I believe, when I was around 19 or 20. Okay. Um, I had three male, very important male figures in my life. My brother, my best friend, Steve, from high school, and another best friend, Matthew. And my brother, still unclear of why, but stopped talking to our family. Steve passed away from a cancer, very rare cancer, that he was diagnosed with when we were 16. And Matthew was mad at me because he was going to now go to the college I went to, but I transferred. Oh. 
<laughs> it wasn't because of him. I just uh-huh. was transferring. But anyway, there was so there was this huge loss of what mm-hmm. I knew as mm-hmm. my kind of my safe people. And mm-hmm. I had my girlfriends too, but when it came to, mm-hmm. you know, the men in my life mm-hmm. besides my father, there was a moment in time where almost overnight I lost all three. Wow. And and I, I, I've looked back and I really know that was a pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So we have a live caller on our line with the question uh, that, yes. So would love to hear from the live caller. Uh, so if we can pitch that in. Great. Thank you for having me. Hello, so, I'm Joellen um, from Mills River, North Carolina. Hello. And I had a question for you guys. Sure. What is it? So what are the uh, key questions that you should ask yourself in order to get real about understanding if you are a people pleaser? Wow. Joellen, you literally pulled one of my questions <laughs> straight from <laughs> my notes. So I'm going to ask Michelle. So Joellen asked, what are the key questions you need to ask yourself to figure out whether or not you are a people pleaser? That's a great question. <clears throat> the first question would be, why? Either why am I saying yes to this? Why am I saying no? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's always important to look at your motive. Mm-hmm. There's There are some people pleasers who have a give to get mentality. Yeah. Okay. So if I do this, maybe I'll get something in return. Yes. Right. Um, so really always checking your motives on that. And really, you know, listen, this isn't a lot of times... V, you might call me up and say, hey, let's go do ABC. And I'm thinking, ah, okay, I want to be with you, so I'll go do ABC. And I'll come back and go, that was the greatest thing. I would have never thought to go, right? Right. It, it, there's there's knowing. It's, it's just knowing. I think that gift to get is a big piece of it. There's a part later on where I wanted to ask you about understanding that there is something that is unmet within the people pleaser that continues to perpetuate the people pleasing right there's something there's a there's some kind of need there's something that we're trying to find a filling for that we think people pleasing will fill but it's almost like continuing to create an unmet cycle. So we keep doing it without that feeling happening. And uh, Joellen, there's another one I think as well that I was thinking about is does this match my actual priorities? Right. Does this match, if if I say yes to this, does this match? What I actually believe I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, my goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and keeping it that simple, you know. I love that. It's it's just keeping it simple because you can overthink this the way we can overthink anything. Yeah, yeah. So your first one was why? Why, why would I say yes? Why would I say no? Be honest. What's your motive? What's your motive for this? Mm-hmm. 
and then does this match my priorities? Yes, yes. Joellen, I hope that that helped you in in um, thinking about and reflecting on how do we know when we're a people pleaser? I think it's also recognizing um, when I'm done, how will I feel once mm. I make this decision? That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> how will I feel yes. once I make this decision? And it's willing to become very self-aware, which oftentimes we would prefer, and those who have followed my webinars on growth, you, you will recognize this statement, we would prefer to shift and change circumstances as opposed to actually shifting and changing things within ourselves. Yeah, I'm hearing you say this, and Joellen, I'm thinking, you know, putting up that mirror and measuring, will there be regret? Mm -hmm. Am I going to regret because mm -hmm. I've now made that a priority instead of making this a priority? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Powerful great stuff. question. Thank it you. It was a great question. And it actually led me into something that um, Lisa Harper said. Uh, I was watching one of her podcasts and she made the distinction between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. Hmm. And I think about in the context of people pleasing, that sometimes we, because of our past experiences, and sometimes it can be linked to trauma, it can be linked to um, abuse that we experienced younger, um, or it could just be getting caught in a hustle cycle or that mm -hmm. grind mentality that it is easier if i just go ahead and say yes i'll keep the peace that is a huge part of this and there's a but just, there's a difference there is peacekeeping is again doing making every concession just for the good of, of order. But guess what? You're not in the minds of these other people you're trying to keep peace with. You really don't know what the solution is gonna to be to keep peace, you know? And, and that that's another frustration for a people pleaser because it's like, I have done everything. Think about the words you use, ladies. I have done everything for this person. I have done everything. And it's not enough. Well, it's never going to be enough because you weren't supposed to be doing it in the first place. In the first place. And right. that's where peacemaking, when we really are showing up in our authentic selves mm -hmm. as God created us to be for whatever the assignment he has put yes. on our life. And we get rock solid in that. And we're operating in a place of love in order to show up as love and light in places, we then by um, just as a, a, our intentionality, we create space for making peace as opposed to just keep trying to peace. keep it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I love this. I love this. So <laughs> I know that you had um, a shift and where you really begin to study what God has said about you. And you even guide other women through understanding, regardless of faith, belief, um, because even your own shift in finding where you are now was not necessarily the traditional way of, of getting here. 
what do you share with women in really understanding who they are and how to, they've made the flip. So how do we maintain that thing? It is a daily practice. It really is. It's a decision. It's a, it's a decision to stop the tapes in your head. We mm -hmm. talked earlier about, you know, negative thinking, trauma, anything that you, you are repeating over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, you create pathways in your brain. You know this way better yes. than I do, but you create these grooves and these pathways that are just so ingrained. And so it, it's really a discipline to, to make that shift. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really being in the word daily mm -hmm. and, and recognizing it and, and almost creating affirmations that I say. Mm -hmm. So if I have a friend that. I am struggling with or I'm struggling to feel accepted. I will I will pray for that person but speak positively and you know mm -hmm. Viedra loves me. Viedra mm -hmm. is is good to me. Viedra is safe. Viedra is mm -hmm. chosen, you know, and 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 just constantly re reiterating those affirmations about others but about yourself. Yes. So much of what we say is negative to ourselves. There are things that we say to ourselves we would never, never say to someone else. Never, ever. And somehow it ends up being okay. But it's, yeah, but it is not. And it is so damaging. Yeah. And that's where for me coming into the word and really peeling in, what does God say about me? I'm holy, holy. Like, you know, V, you don't like looking at me and go, girl, you are so holy, right? He says, I'm holy. You're mm -hmm. holy. Yeah. Even Keith is holy. <laughs> you know, we keep praying. We keep praying for Keith. <laughs> but I'm holy. I'm chosen. I'm dearly loved. I'm mm -hmm. blessed with every spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. I've been lavished with grace and wisdom and understanding. You, you know? know what? As I think about when you just talked about pathways, when our pathways from other people have created a narrative around who I am and I have walked that path of that lie so often that I may not even realize that I am walking out a lie that is actually benefiting someone else and I'm getting lost in the middle of it. And I think about some uh, parents, caregivers. Yes. Who have lost themselves. For me, that's where it started. That was Tell exactly to, that. you know, the caregiving, my, um, my first husband and, and just a prolific mental illness that turned into physical illness and that you are just so lost in, in, for, for me, there was a lot of lies tied up into that mm -hmm. too. Things that were said that aren't true. Um, it, it's, it's just a mash mm -hmm. of duty and responsibility and trying to peel out what's real, what's not. Yeah. Um, we all, we've been asking each one of our guests to think about three harmony habits that 
if I wanted to make a shift, so I've listened to what you said. I asked myself the questions of why. I've thought about my motives. I've asked myself, you know, how's this decision going to, how am I going to feel? You know, does this match my priorities? And I've realized my answer to all of those are askew. And I now have made the decision that I actually want to lower the mask, come out of hiding, be my authentic self, say no to some things. What would you share to be three harmony habits for me to step out and begin to do daily for me to build consistency? Yeah, the first one is get still. Mm. You've got to get still. You have to quiet your mind. You've got to quiet your body. You have to get still. When I first got still, my leg, I shook my leg. Mm. That was still. I, I couldn't just be still. Wow. It took a while. So just getting still and, you know, breathing through that. Mm -hmm. Taking deep breaths, really clearing out everything that's inside. I think, can we just pause there? Because yeah. I also think about people who are afraid to, there is a fear that begins to wash over them when they get still. And can I just encourage someone right now to, to embrace that fear and don't be afraid to sit with the fear. Mm-hmm. Don't push it, push it away. Don't run from it. Actually embrace it, enter into it so that you can get through it to the other side of it and continue to be still, even afraid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that leads me into the second thing that I think of, which is you've got to trust yourself. You have yeah. to trust yourself. Yeah. You're making the world right for a lot of people. You're good at work. You're good at home. You're a great parent. You're a great friend. Trust yourself for you. Other people trust you. You, some, you know, again, put that mirror up. Give it back to yourself. Trust yourself. If you don't feel you are wise, seek wisdom. If you don't feel you have an understanding of, of a problem or a situation, seek knowledge. Yeah. You know, find a trusted advisor, a counselor, a friend that you can be honest with, but to really start to trust your own decisions. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is to speak. Wow. You've got to speak. Wow. You, it's Unpack that. It's okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't asked me the million dollar question, which is when I gave, we talked about this title and I said, staying silent. I was waiting for you to say, stay silent. when have you ever stayed silent? <laughs> and we laugh, but the, the answer to that is only when it mattered. Mm. Right. Only when it mattered was I silent. Wow. You know, not when, you know, it, it I, I'm, love to talk yes but ask me how i'm really feeling good fine how many of us do that yeah and inside you're just dying a little bit and and we stay silent because sometimes when we've spoken out we've been smacked down why do you feel that way 
Why should you feel that way? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? We get negative thinking back at us or negative words back at us. So you learn to be quiet. And that ties into that guiltiness too. Well, I, I did speak, but then it wasn't met very well. Now I feel guilty I said anything. So it's all, as we said earlier, a vicious, vicious circle. And beginning to recognize that when you receive that negativity back, that's not the the emotion that you should own. That's about that yes. person. Let that person own their own negativity. You do not have to pack it up, put it in your bag and carry no. it with you. That's about them. That's not about you. I have I had a friend, she had a great tool for this, a tactic. And she would just say, if somebody comes back at you with something that's negative and just off the wall, she would just go, is that so? <laughs> it doesn't agree. It doesn't disagree. And almost 100% of the time, they have no response. Yes. But you've been professional. You've been a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great little tool that I pull out every once in a while too. I just go, is that so? So friends, if you ever hear me say to you, is that so? (laughs) And I'm just sitting here, I'm laughing because I have witnessed her saying that. (laughs) Now I know. Now I know. It's just a way of acknowledging, but not engaging, Mm -hmm. not owning it. If you truly disagree with it. Look, there's times we have to engage in conversations, even when we disagree. And then there are other times where Somebody, if you're getting a lot of negativity, you don't have to engage. You do not have to continue to engage. You just don't. That's for somebody. You do not have to speak every single time you disagree with someone. Everyone does not um, deserve that discord with you. Yeah, there's that old saying, it's better to be kind than right. Mm. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. have to prove my point. I don't have to just hammer it home. I don't have to make excuse, you know, excuses. Mm -hmm. So if the answer is, hey, Michelle, do you want to go somewhere? And I say no, I don't have to say no, because I have to do this or I have to do that. I can just say, no, thank you so much for thinking of me. That's it. And that's that, it. I love know, it. And, and too, we hear a lot. No is a sentence. No is a sentence, a complete sentence. My BFF, this has been amazing. I can't believe how fast. So I know. we have about a minute left. I would love for you to tell people how they can follow you, where they can find you, uh, and uh, connect with you on your social media. Okay. So um, website is michellebrands.com pretty simple, Michelle with one L. And uh, same on Facebook, Michelle Brands, author, speaker, singer is uh, the page. And I'd love to connect. I just want to put a plug in for girlfriend gatherings. Ladies, if you want to get focused on what your priorities are and what you should say yes and no to, you have to attend a girlfriend gathering. Yes, I have to tell you, uh, and and I still value the um, content that Michelle shared at our second one. July 23rd is session four. And again, it will be called Refueling Your 
soul. I think many of us can do that yeah. and would love that. So it has been another amazing conversation. Thank you, BFF. Thank you, BFF. It has been a, an amazing pre-birthday experience. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope that you will continue to follow and share this conversation with someone who you know is suffering from people pleasing and not being able to find who they are and show up authentically in spaces. So we encourage you to share this conversation and then tune back in every Thursday, same time, same place, right here on the flip side. Be well. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.